Good day and welcome to Follow Spot. Every week we'll speak with an alumni of the NYU Tisch Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program. I'm your host, Jean-Paul Yovanoff. Now, before we begin, we want to thank this show's sponsors, 35th Parallel Productions and Musical Theater Radio. Today, we are speaking with graduates of Cycle 30, Sam Norman and Eliza Randall. Sam and Eliza, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Sam, why don't we start with you? Sure, yeah. So um, as you can probably already tell, I am from Britain originally. Um, I got into musical theatre, I guess, when I was four or five years old and my parents took me to see Billy Elliot. And it was just a totally life-changing experience for me. And I laughed and I cried. And at the end of it, I just you know, pulled at my mom's leg and begged to go back. And so they struck a deal with me, which was that if I read a hundred books over the year, and these were like, you know, four or five year old books, so, you know, not, not high level, um, then they would take me back. And that was the deal we ran with for the next five or six years um, until finally it closed out. And then I got the bug and I, and I had to write it. And that's what I've been kind of doing ever since. And Eliza. Yeah. I mean, I mostly identified as a pianist most of my life. <laughs> um, I started taking piano lessons when I was six and uh, liked to play around and mess around with songs and experiment a little bit and write my own little songs or rewrite the songs that my teacher was giving me. And she didn't much appreciate that, but I, I really liked it. <laughs> Um, but my mom is also, she's a producer and a lyricist working in local theaters in Las Vegas. And that's where I come from. And I, you know, spent a lot of time in the green room backstage of all of those shows and loved watching the actors come in and out and change costumes and change makeup. And I sat through so many rehearsals and so many, you know, tech runs and all those things and was just really, I fell in love with it and have always just loved the theater world. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about your latest project, Echolocation. So if you could give us a little synopsis of the show and what made you want to write the musical? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Echolocation is a podcast musical. It's a musical with no visual component that's designed purely for the ears. And it's about two teenagers whose names are Ethan and Zoe. They're 16 years old, uh, pushing 17. They've just done the SAT for the first time. And they're totally sick of life in Las Vegas, where they come from. And so they decide to basically uh, go on a secret road trip, not telling their parents um, all the way as far away as they can get over spring break, which is up to Yellowstone National Park. Um, and it's the story of their adventures along the way. Another thing about them is that Zoe uh, is blind from birth and Ethan is sighted. And Zoe comes from a very well-off background, whereas Ethan comes from quite a poor background. Um, so it's the story of their relationship as it unfolds because um you know it's a kind of <laughs> coming of age young musical where there are kind of secret feelings under the surface um but it's also one about discrimination and the everyday um you know act of discrimination that zoe faces in small ways um which accumulate in a way that uh, ethan doesn't realize at first but comes to learn later on very cool. Why don't we take a listen to uh, one of the songs from Echolocation? How about the song Breathe? Uh, Eliza, do you want to want to set it up where it fits in the show? Yeah, Breathe happens in the first episode, first of three episodes in our show towards the beginning. And they've just, you know, started their secret road trip. And Zoe asks Ethan why he needs to get out of Vegas so badly. They're, they're talking about their reasons for going and breathe is Ethan's reason. This is Breathe from the musical Echolocation on Follow Spot.
Did you know in Nevada the suicide rate is like 80% more than the average state? Which makes sense, cause when people fly in they head straight for the strip Change their money for chips, and okay life is great Until wait, it's the cold light of day with a bill And they just lost the house and the car for a thrill But it's chill, there were homeless guys offering free hugs There were drugs, there were places for popping a pill There were strip clubs and strippers who were working the strip Which means flirting with old guys all trying to be hip It means wearing no clothes except pantyhose Posing with monster truck bros so they'll come to your shows It's the lights and the stag nights of men drinking Jaegers Cause what happens in Vegas must stay here in Vegas And this place is a train wreck so I'm out cause it's breakneck It's paycheck to paycheck and no one can Breathe I just want to breathe to keep just the breeze whispering in the trees like the feeling of falling asleep I don't want to be glued to my phone I don't want to pretend like I'm set don't want to feel lonely just cause I'm alone I don't want to forget how to breathe I just want to breathe Somewhere grassy and quiet and cold With some shade A glass of lemonade And the sound of the world growing old I'm so We just heard breathe from echolocation. With the low vision care, was it difficult as a sighted person to write? And how did you um, figure out the best way to write this character? Eliza? Absolutely. I mean, the show isn't about blindness, but because Zoe's blind, we want to be very, very true to her experience as two-sided people writing for a blind character. And we have this friend, Ali Bigori, who is an advocate and a singer and a dancer and an actress and everything. She's amazing, <laughs> who happens to have low vision. And she has this organization called Songs for Sight, um, which has raised over a million dollars for young people who are blind or have low vision. And she has a docu-series called Able, 
um, exploring the experiences of disabled people and neurodiverse, neurodiverse, neurodiverse people <laughs> trying to make it in the entertainment industry. And um, we've been reading it with her and following her experiences and mostly just trying to write a human character who has a personality, which you don't see a lot in a lot of today's media. A lot of um, disabled characters end up being the sidekick or that they have kind of like tropes to them. And we wanted to, I mean, we did our best to eliminate those tropes from our writing. Why don't we take a listen to another song, a sunset song. Sam, why don't you explain a little bit about that song and where it fits? Yeah, absolutely. So this song comes at the end of the second episode of Echolocation, our podcast musical. And at this point, Zoe and Ethan, the two main characters, have reached Yellowstone Park and they've checked themselves into the nicest hotel on Zoe's mom's credit card. And uh, they're sitting out on the balcony and they've found that there's a mini barn. So they're enjoying vodka and Cokes uh, as the sun goes down. And Zoe mentions that she just loves sunsets. And Ethan, the sighted character, is a little confused because he doesn't quite understand what she means when she says she loves sunsets. It's kind of a visual thing. And so this song is her explaining what a sunset means to her. Right. Here is Sunset Song from Echo Location. It's a little change You feel in the air Like a little hush A kind of coolness And people put down what they're doing Take the view in Almost like a daydream and everything relaxes and everybody's on the same team it's being out in nature as the crickets start to sing and the whole town seems to slow down and let the sounds of nature ring and everything's in tune It's peaceful And you're happy And you're safe And whatever Happens next For now you're With the people That you love It's every Family barbecue With the same jokes on Repeat and all the men are on their feet Saying they think the coals need a bit more heat And you're chatting with your favorite cousin And you love them and the place is buzzing And your uncle with the southern drawls Playing Wonderwall And everything feels wonderful and warm It's the baby being passed around It's your parents saying you're not allowed a beer And you're happy and you're safe And whatever happens next For now you're with the people that you love 
For now you're with the people that you love Feeling the sunset with the people that you love. That was Sunset Song from Echo Location uh, here on Follow Spot. We are speaking with Sam and Eliza. So you, you said earlier it was written as a podcast. What made you decide to take it in that direction? And what differences, if any, did you find from writing for uh, the stage? Sam, why don't you take that? Yeah, no, that's a great question and a big one. And part of the answer, I think, is that we both grew up not only loving musical theatre, but also loving radio plays. Um, so for me, it was it was BBC radio plays. It was Hancock's Half Hour. Um, Eliza listened to The Lone Ranger, I know, when she was younger. Um, <laughs> and so we really uh, kind of independently grew a love for narrative um, audio formats. Um, and in more recent years, we've been stunned by the two or three podcast musicals that have come out. It's a very new form, but in the history it has, it's been incredibly successful. So you have one 36 questions, which is now, now being made into a Netflix series. You have another anthem, which was bought by Luminary for, you know, um, hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars. Um, and uh, In Strange Woods came out just a month or two ago, which, which is a musical we love starring Patrick Page. It's a kind of true crime podcast across with a musical. Um, and so we were familiar with some of these and we loved the idea of trying to embrace uh, the pandemic, which was the context in which we were writing it. All the theaters in America were closed. It seemed like not only a good response to the times we were living in, but also a really interesting way, just separate from any of that, of pushing back the boundaries of musical theater and uh, expanding it in a way that, um, is accessible in terms of the writing of it and the producing of it, uh, because it's so much cheaper than trying to mount a fully um, staged production, um, but also accessible in terms of the listening of it. So it can reach people who don't live near a theater or who can't afford a Broadway ticket to see Hugh Jackman in The Music Man for $450, which is most of us, um, <laughs> but also communities, uh, like the one we touched on a moment ago, um, communities have been barred from theater historically for reasons of disability. Um, uh, you know, these are uh, often stories you don't see on stage, but also you look at audiences and um, a very small number of people tend to be disabled, even though it's the largest minority in the United States, 25% of people. Um, and so with a podcast musical, it's gonna be free. You can listen to it in the comfort of your own home. Um, you uh and you don't have to uh you know be paying close attention to a screen and you know witnessing a kind of 2d representation of what should be a 3d art form this has been designed for you just to be able to put headphones in and and either lie on your bed and listen to it which is what i did with those questions or alternatively just go around your life as you would listen to a podcast so you know do your laundry go on runs anything like that but it's hopefully going to be super super accessible yeah, just to add to that, I mean, one thing that I've been thinking about as Broadway's been opening up is, you know, I'm in New York and my family's in Las Vegas <laughs> and they're like, oh, we so wish we were there so we could watch all these shows opening up. And the thing about a podcast musical is you don't have to wait for it to come to your local theater. You don't have to make the trip to Broadway. You don't have to wait for the tour. You don't have to, you know, the original form with the, with the first cast ever, to sing it or to perform it is in your pocket. And I, we really liked that idea. 
Very nice. So let's listen to one more song. Uh, like You is the name of the song from Echo Location. Do you want to, who wants to uh, give us a little brief background of it? I can. Um, like You comes in the, about towards the end of the first episode. It's the second to last song of that episode. And Ethan and Zoe have arrived at a campsite in Beaver, Utah, along their road trip up to Yellowstone National Park. And they, they're so different that they get into these little arguments as they go. They are very, you know, very different people and they've been stuck in a car for hours and that does not make anybody very happy. <laughs> and Zoe um, kind of stomps off in a tiff after one of their big arguments and Ethan is left alone and sings this song about how different they are and how they're not like each other while also admitting his that he might be starting to have feelings for her um for his friend who's been you know his best friend for so long and the relationship is changing and they're getting older and life is getting harder <laughs> wonderful let's take a listen to like you from echolocation on follow spot And I'm not like you, I'm not like you, no I'm not like you I guess it's just a sign that I'm not like you, I'm not like you, no I'm not like you And that's fine Congratulations Zoe, so you're such a high flyer You've never put up a tent, won't even try to light a fire That's fine, I'll find the kindling I'll have a good look for timber and I'll get this fire flickering Cause I'm getting tired of bickering I wish you had a thicker skin, but that it involves some listening Who knows, it might be interesting to try it maybe one of these days Hey, you might be amazed Maybe even leave the whininess behind you like a childish phase Call me crazy, but maybe you'll stop acting like a baby Always throwing random tantrums when you're feeling flaky And it's not just a change of tone, it's a whole change of tune Because as people's problems go you take the silver spoon I mean wealthy white straight and smart combined too rich to fail with a massive head start and we're a thousand miles apart I'm not even kidding you I guess you won the lottery didn't you and I'm not like you I'm not like you no I'm not like you your problems aren't like mine and I'm not like you I'm not like you no I'm not out of state, away from the people you hate, and on the first day of college you'll be thirsty for knowledge, studying subjects that you love and sounding perfectly polished, and I'll be the scholarship kid, the guy who can't afford shit, cause I'm busy budgeting every dollar from the job I can't quit, scared of medical bills, trying to get some technical skills, and the pressure is now cause otherwise I'll never get out, I'll waste my life getting wasted. Trying to carve a niche, maybe drive my car in a ditch Karma's a bitch, and that'll be it The sad history of Ethan, a Gen Z schmuck with no dreams to believe in Yeah, so that's a path that's in front of me With the condoms and vodka and zero autonomy And you think these things are cool cause you don't really know them But life isn't always like a poem And I'm not like you I'm not like you No, I'm not like you your chance to shine, but I'm not like you. 
even mean because it might sound extreme but I feel like I'm gonna scream every time you lightly tease me and say I'm being boring you keep performing guess that's why I keep recording the truth is that recently I've liked when you've been teasing me the way you laugh so easily it's almost like it frees a little piece of my mind and I'm free to unwind then I'm reminded that it's only a dream back home's a whole different scene and your folks would never let you cause we're only 16 and they'll say we're young or whatever but I know what they mean is you deserve someone better better suited to their little high achiever in the Ivy League sweater God knows why the hell I'm rehearsing all these silly little lines I'll never tell you in person but it's nice for a moment that it's out in the open I guess I'll just go back to stupidly hoping because I like you I think I like you I think I like you I guess it's just a sign I really like you I really like you But I can't tell you And that's fine Uh, Sam Eliza, you've got a great show here. My question is, what's next for the musical? Where do you envision this show going from here? Yeah, it's it's um such a difficult question because there's no formula to it. You know, when you write a regular musical, uh, there are avenues that you can go down. They're not easy. It's quite the opposite, but but at least you kind of know what you should be doing. Um, right now we're trying to figure out how we can best realize this. So on the one hand, that's an artistic question. We have to do some rewrites. We have to. Um, chop and change some things around um, and, and you know we're going to get on with that but on the other hand there's the kind of um, commercial question and I think what we want to do is uh, I don't know uh, produce it um, as best we know how and Eliza's an incredible sound designer we have um, you know I think been pretty able in the pandemic just in isolation to produce good demos that's been one of the blessings of the isolation of, of quarantine is that everyone has um, gotten really really good at having their own little microphone setups and uh, recording high quality demos um, so uh, uh, that's it we're, we're gonna produce this um, podcast and then release it uh, in the hopefully not too distant future thank you Sam and Eliza for joining us today and telling us a little bit about echolocation thank you so much yeah thank you that's it for today's episode of follow spot we want to thank our sponsors musical theater radio and 35th parallel productions and of course nyu's tish graduate musical theater writing program i'm jean paul yovanoff and please continue to support new creators and their works because today's new musical might just be tomorrow's broadway hit <laughs>